Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, my beautiful, beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers. Today is, well, I guess I should say that you're hearing this. It should be Wednesday, the 28th of July, 2021. I have recorded this thing earlier. So let's go ahead and jump in with that contact info. There is the voicemail 206-745-2731. You are limited to 90 seconds on that, but you can call it multiple times. If you would like to send in your own email or record your own audio for the show, I'll be more than happy to get that on there for you. The email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Over on the website, you'll find buttons for all my social media stuff. So Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. There's also a PayPal donation button there. And if you wanted to support the show financially, you can just click on those buttons and follow the prompts. If you wanted to support the show maybe in a different way, I would ask maybe you do a couple of different things for me. The first would be to share the show with your friends if you think it's something that they would like. I like to get those numbers up. And the same thing with my YouTube channel, which is Every Blade of Grass. So if you go over to the website, click on that uh, that icon for YouTube and just subscribe to the channel there. And again, the website is The Armed Ape. All right, let's, before we jump in with the show, we're going to be doing episode two of season two of Mr. Inbetween today, continuing our review of the series as a whole. I'll give you a little bit of uh, behind the scenes. We'll see how the sausage is made here a little bit. Generally, I'll watch the show uh, initially, and then I'll watch it again and take notes, and then I'll come back and kind of have it playing in the background sometimes, but not all the time. And, uh, that way it reminds me of little things or stuff like that, and I'll go ahead and record the show for you. I'm going to do things a little bit differently today. I've, I'm going to have the show playing, and I'm just going to do straight commentary with it. And, uh, you know, I'll take little breaks, but those will be edited out and things like that. Uh, and if I need to, I'll go ahead and put a, uh, play some clips in, just like we do on the other shows. But it may make it a little quicker and a little bit easier for me, and especially since I'm trying to maybe do three or three or four of these shows in a day and then have them spaced out for you guys over the coming weeks. It may make it just a little bit quicker so we don't get necessarily behind on the schedule that I want to do. So I want to put out, especially for season two, I believe there's 11 episodes. So what I'd like to do is put out again, a minimum of three, maybe even four uh, for in the first week or so. Uh, per week and then we'll wrap up with that so all right let's i'm starting to ramble here a little bit so let's go ahead and jump in on the show the show opens and again this is episode two of season two entitled don't be a dickhead and 
Ray pulls up to a house and he gets out. It's a nice house. Looks like it's probably in a nice neighborhood. He goes up. A woman comes to the door and he's like, hey, you know, our kids go to school together. And my daughter's basically telling me that she's getting bullied by your kid and putting stuff up on the internet and doing all this other stuff. And I, I'd like to, to ask you if you could try and look into it and maybe take care of it. And the, the, the woman is basically like, don't come around here and tell me all this stuff is going on. So they, they're, 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 uh, interaction kind of goes south the whole time though, Ray stays calm and she actually says, well, I'm going to go now at, toward the end of their conversation. And again, Ray says, before she says that, Ray says, look, I'm not trying to come over here and scare you or anything. I just like this. And she's like, I'm going to go now. And she says, uh, then I'm going to call my brother. And he's like, okay. And she's like, he's a cop. And Ray's like, ooh, scary. And then she's looking at him. And then he's kind of looking at her. And she, and he just goes, are you going to go now? Meaning, are you going to go inside? And she shuts the door. So Ray takes off. And the, um, the next scene that we get is we cut and we're watching, uh, Bruce. We're over at Bruce's house and, you know, he's watching, he's actually watching on his laptop, kind of like maybe a documentary or a show about it's, it's, it's about this older couple or something like that, where they're talking about, uh, this lady is having to take care of her husband and how it's kind of tough for her and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's a thing. Remember, uh, Bruce has that, I think it's what they call, uh, what was it? Motor neuron disease or something like that, where basically what is happening is his, his nervous system pretty much is shutting down. And as we talked about in previous show, there is no cure for that for Bruce. So Bruce gets up and he, you know, struggles to get up. He goes to go to the bathroom we see kind of him walking back toward the bathroom and it's a subtle thing, but you see there's a picture and it's out of focus and it's blurry, but what the picture is, and it's a, you know, it's a decent sized picture, but it's a picture of Bruce and Brittany. So again, it's, it's, it's a subtle thing and it's a quick thing, but it's, it's a thing that shows that Ray has allowed, or I don't even want to say allowed, Ray has made sure to foster that relationship with not only keeping in touch with his brother, but making sure that Brittany has a relationship with Bruce because he knows, you know, what Bruce has, there's no cure for it. He knows that this thing is going to shorten Bruce's life. And, and I guess, well, it, what it really shows for me is that Ray isn't just a sociopath, right? So he, cares about his brother. He cares about his family. In a previous episode, the, uh, Peter had accused Ray, the guy who runs the group of being a misogynist. And I really don't think Ray is that because again, we see with Ray's interaction with, uh, the others, the, the, um, Brittany's classmates, mom, you know, we see that he doesn't, he doesn't really have disdain for anything. If anything, he is somewhat, amused by the fact that this lady is kind of being the way that she's being. And again, also because this lady is not in the part of the criminal world, 
I think, and, and not because she says, oh, my brother's a cop, but I think had she been part of the criminal world, Ray might have handled things a little bit differently. Maybe. I I don't know. And it might be a thing of where if there was a uh, a man in the house, Ray would have dealt with that guy uh, and maybe beat the shit out of that guy and said, well, make sure your daughter doesn't you know mess with mine or this is going to keep happening to you. I don't know that he would have done that to even a criminal woman, but he may have made more like he may have made like strong threats. And again, this is all kind of supposition on my part and all that stuff and kind of me going off down into the world, which is one of the things that I like about this show. It causes you to think about a lot of stuff. So anyway, let's get back to to old Brucey. So Brucey goes in, goes to the bathroom, finishes up. He gets up to go to flush the toilet and he kind of takes a slow slide down the wall. He has a fall and he gets wedged in between the toilet and the the wall and he can't get back up. So he is sort of stuck there. He doesn't have there's there's nobody else in the apartment with him. It's just him. Uh, also, an interesting thing with Brucey that I didn't really notice before is he does have some tattoos. And one of the things we had talked about in an earlier show was does Bruce have a previous kind of criminal history with Ray. Uh, we notice that he has an upside down, almost like an ace of spades tattoo behind his right ear. I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything, if that would maybe be something that's a common prison tattoo or something that's maybe common in Australia so that you as an Australian viewer, that would have more meaning to you. Or is it just like, ah, eh, you know, it's just, he's got these tattoos. We cut to the next scene and Ray is at the club. He's meeting with Freddie. Freddie has given Ray his money. Freddie tells Ray, oh, hey, there's this big job. This guy wants to meet with you. And it's all, you know, hush hush and everything, but it'll be a lot of money. And so Ray is kind of like, well, who is this guy? And Freddie's like, I don't know. But one of his guys came in and talked to me about it. Do you want to meet with him? And Ray, you can see he's like trying to weigh the situation, you know, well, Freddie doesn't really know this guy. And he's like, yeah, okay, go ahead. And so then we cut to, from there, we cut to Ray is driving around at night. Ray pulls into a parking garage and he gets out and he meets these two guys. One guy says his name is Alex and they introduce the other guy says, this is Kevin. And he's like, oh, good to meet you guys. And they're like, hey, do you know this guy, Vinny Williams? I think that's the name. Anyway, Ray's like, yeah, I know him. And he says, I'm, you know, I kind of met him once or twice. I've met him through a mate of mine. And then Alex says, well, are you? And he says, Vinnie Williams is the, uh, Ray says to Alex, Vinnie Williams is the president of the Dead Birds, meaning like of a motorcycle gang. And uh, Alex says, well, are you still interested? And Ray's like, yeah, but it's going to cost you. They basically settle on a price. Ray basically, I think he says... It's going to be around, Ray says it's going to cost 250000 And the guy's like, sure, no problem. And then Ray says, oh, I'll, I'll need, you know, half up front. And the other half once the job is done. And also, if you change your mind, I keep that half that you give me. Or the 100 or whatever he asked for. And the guy's like, sure, no problem. Prior to that, before him agreeing to do the job, Ray asks him, you know, why do you want him whacked? And Alex says, well, does it matter? And Ray says, yeah, it does. 
And then he reluctantly says, Alex says, I'm the vice president. And he's always like, oh, a personality clash. And then he's like, yeah, something like that. So I think, again, with this stuff, you know, Ray is trying to kind of figure out like who these guys are, what's going on. And he names, I think a higher price maybe than he normally would have just partially because he knows this guy, um, the, the, the guy he's supposed to kill, or he's again, acquaintances with him, and partially to see if the higher price will scare these guys off. But again, these guys are like, you know, done, no problem. And so I think what we're, we're led to believe is that these guys are probably a pretty high up in the, maybe in the biker underworld, they have kind of a lot of money or, or access to a lot of money, that type of stuff. So anyway, they agree on the price and uh, we cut to the next scene. Ray goes over to Bruce's house, pulls up and it's a nice little house, but he pulls up to the house. He goes in and he's calling for Bruce. Bruce is like, Oh, I'm in the bathroom. Ray goes and finds him lying down. So I don't know. Ray asked him, how long have you been like this? And, and Bruce says, not long. But I don't know how long Bruce has been laying there. Has Because we just saw the meeting with Ray and that took place at night. And now this is, I don't know if this is the next day. So I don't know if Bruce maybe has been there for 10, 12 hours, something like that, until, until Ray came over. Uh, anyway, Ray helps him, gets him up, takes him back into the other room. And Ray says something like, I'm going to need to get you a carer, meaning somebody to like a, an in-home caregiver. And Bruce, he's like, I don't need a caregiver. I don't want that. Ray's like, well, but you can't stay here by yourself. And Ray then says, well, look, why don't you come live with me? And, and it's an interesting thing. Remember, we talked about that there was that picture. And it doesn't cut to or show, but it does show Ray and Ray is looking off. And if you if you were to follow Ray's eye line, where he's at in the apartment and everything, what he would actually be looking down and seeing is the picture of Bruce and Brittany together. So I think if, again, again, very, very subtle. And I didn't notice this the first time, but again, on these rewatches, I'm picking up on a lot of stuff. So anyway... Ray says, well, why don't you come live with me? And Brucey's like, well, I, I want to live here. And Ray goes, well, you can't live here, mate. And he says, look, I'll fix up the garage. I'll get you a TV. We'll put a bed. We'll get whatever you want. And he's like, uh, why, don't you, why don't you do that? And he's like, well, I'll think about it. And he's like, all right, fair enough, fair enough. But he says, you know, Brittany would, would love it if you were there. You, if you were there all the time, what do you think? And again, he was like, well, I'll, you know, I'll think about it. So then we cut from there and it's, um, Ray and Gary and his wife, Tatiana and Ray and Allie are all out kind of having a, a night out together. And Gary is, you know, they're talking about, uh, the Kennedy assassination and all this stuff. And Tatiana, again, doesn't, I think she maybe is still mad at Ray. In, in, in some of the, in the previous uh, shows that we've done, I talked about that she seems to have a little bit of disdain for Ray. I think it's more that maybe she thinks that Ray kind of disrespected her house by bringing what she considers to be the, the porn DVD over there and leaving it there. And so I think she's still kind of mad at Ray about that. So 
anyway, during this this little thing, uh, Tatiana brings up like the uh, the porn video, and then you know, kind of doing it in front of Allie. And instead of Allie getting mad or kind of being incensed about it, she basically says. You know, they, they kind of have this really neat back and forth and she just kind of goes along with it. And then, and again, it kind of, it mirrors a little bit of like when, uh, in the previous episode, when they were on the couch and they were kind of having that banter and everything, it kind of mirrors that a little bit. So anyway, they go through the uh, kind of the dinner and or they have this little back and forth thing in fact i think we get a clue where tatiana says when she you know brings up the dvd she says that last year ray left the dvd at our house so it's been a full year and i think the dvd incident happened shortly after ray and ali have met so i think they have at this point they have been together for at least a year. So again, part of that funny part is like, you know, Tatiana brings up the thing about the pee videos and then Allie is like, well, I needed to go to the toilet now, but do you want me to wait until we get home? Meaning that, like, so she can pee on him. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it'd be good if you want to wait. <laughs> so uh, again, it's just funny. So then we, we cut to, uh, you know, kind of after that thing, we cut to... Ray and Allie are in the car and then he's like, well, it wasn't my, you know, he, and he's just, he's not being like defensive. He's just saying it like it is like, so anyway, they have a big laugh about, you know, kind of going through of how it just doesn't make sense. Like, why would I come over to a friend's house and then bring a porno? And then if I was going to bring a porno, why would I leave it over there? So then we cut to the next scene, and this is, uh, it's Brittany and Ray, and they are at, uh, I believe, Ray's place. And she's asking him, why don't you like sandwiches? And he's saying, well, I like toasted sandwiches. I just don't like the raw ones, that's all. So he considers bread that's not toasted to be raw. And this goes back to, it, it goes back to a thing of where Ray and Allie were sort of playing that game of would you rather, and she's like, would you rather have great food or great sex. And he was like, ah, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then that's where they started talking about how he only likes sandwiches that are toasted. So again, this comes up and, you know, you have Brittany this kind of curious and they have a cute little interaction. So there's a knock at the door. Ray goes and peeks out and see who it is. Tells Brittany to go to her room. And she's like, why? And he's like, go to your room. So she pops in there. But then she can see from her window, she looks out and she sees it's the police. So the police are there and they're saying, are you Ray Shoesmith? We're looking for a Ray Shoesmith. And all he says is, I don't answer questions. And they kind of, you know, try and prod him and prod him and prod him. And the whole time he's just like, I don't answer questions. I don't answer questions. So again, you see that Ray doesn't really even engage in any type of conversation with them other than to say, I don't answer question because he is a, an experienced criminal and he knows that for him there is nothing to be gained by actually speaking with the police because it's just going to come back and kind of haunt him later where it has the potential I guess I should say to, that anything he says could be used against him. In the in the course of this stuff they basically are saying that 
you know, he has a complaint against the, he has a complaint against, uh, against him made from the woman who we saw in the very first part of the episode. So she called the police and basically said, you know, this guy came and tried to threaten me. And the whole time he just keeps saying, I don't answer questions. So this back and forth kind of goes back and forth where actually the police are giving him information uh, and, and he's just keeps saying, I don't answer questions. And then when they said the woman, Petra Jenkins, said you, you know, threatened her and menaced her and all this other stuff. And he's like, did she? And then he's like, would you want to tell us what you know anything about that? He's like, I don't answer questions. Then Ray, they kind of look at each other. Then Ray just goes, see ya. And then the female cop says, we'll be back. And Ray just kind of stands there. And then the male cop, as they're walking back, says, you know, friendly chap. Or the, or the female cop says, what a friendly chap. And then the male cop says, well, that's just weird. So it's funny. You can tell that they are used to people either uh, respecting their authority and kind of just yammering to them, or maybe they're used to people being hostile, but they're not used to somebody just standing there calm and admitting to nothing and not even denying that he knows her or anything like that. He doesn't say anything. All he said was, you know, I think the only things that he said other than I don't answer questions during that, that encounter with the police is, you know, can I help you? And did she and see you? Then that's it. And so Brittany, you know, he comes back in and sees Brittany sitting on her bed eating a sandwich. And it's like, what? And she's like, nothing. It does, you know, everything on this show kind of has a purpose. And it, even if it's a little thing of, oh, is this sort of this encounter with the police that Brittany watches, is this something that, is it going to have an effect on her later on? And we don't know, of course, at this point. But again, this is one of those things where you can just sort of ask yourself as a viewer. So the next scene, we see Ray and Allie there at a park. She's carving something onto a tree. And we later find out it's a little heart that's going to have their initials. So she asks him, hey, if I was in an accident and became paralyzed, would you, and was in a wheelchair, would you take, would you look after me? And he's like, yeah. And she says, like, well, what if I was a, quadriplegic and he's like oh is that the ones that can use their arms but not their legs and he's like and she's no that's uh, paraplegic and he said uh, so you just be laying in bed all day and she's like yeah and he goes well I think I'd take a pillow and he's got a big smile on his face when he's saying this and I would put it over your head and end your misery and she's like seriously and he's like well why would you want to live like that she's like well what if I want to live and then Ray is like well could we still have sex and she's like, well, quadriplegics can't feel anything. But he's like, yeah, but we could still do it. And then she, you know, then they, they kind of go back and forth. So he looks up and he asks her, what are you doing? And she's like, you'll see, because she's kind of blocking. He can see that she's carving. He's, she's actually at the base of a tree. And then uh, he kind of looks up and sees that she's carving the heart. So we cut to the next scene and Ray is back at the gym and he's working out. And then the girl that had tapped him out in in the last episode, sees him and waves to him. And then he's like, you can tell some gears are going in his head. We then cut to the next scene at Brittany. She's at school. And then we see this little girl that goes into the bathroom. And we, we see the girl from the, uh, from the gym, who's probably, what, maybe 12 or 13 and again, she may even be a little older, 
but uh, I don't think so. I think she's probably around 12, but she's a good sized kid. And she follows Taylor into the bathroom, uh, the, the little girl. And remember, Taylor is the girl who's the bully. And then she says, I've heard that you've been bullying my friend Brittany. And if you bother my friend Brittany again, I'm going to rip your head off. You got it? And then Taylor, who's very afraid, is like, okay. So again, Ray, Ray takes, um, takes care of the problem. But he does it in a way that, uh, it's funny, it, again, it's still kind of that in between both worlds. You know, he's not, he's obviously not going to go and threaten a child. He's not going to beat up a lady. He's, you know, things like that, because that would be outside of his code. But he gets, he gets the job sort of taken care of. Now, is that appropriate or is that maybe sort of the right thing to do? You could make the case, yeah, maybe, uh, but uh, and some people would say, well, no, that's that's not right. But it's going to solve the problem. So then we cut from that scene, and we see Allie and Brittany are, I believe, over at uh, at uh, I think probably at Ray's house, or they. I don't know if they're at Allie's apartment. It's sometimes it's hard to know exactly where they're at. And anyway. It's a very sweet, sweet scene in that um, Brittany is putting on makeup for Allie and got like some of her hair in curlers, you know, like a little. And if if you've never had a little girl, little girls love to do stuff like this. And she's she's done this thing where she's got half of Allie's lips are blue and the other half is red and then half. So let's say like her her left half of her lips is red and the right half is blue, and then the right eye has red eyeshadow that matches the lipstick, and then the left eye has blue. And so she's doing her stuff, and you can tell that that Allie enjoys it. So what's nice is that it does show the relationship is kind of building between Allie and uh, Brittany, and again, in a maybe in a lesser written show, you would have um, there be some tension between the ex-wife and Allie, but they don't. I don't. I, I don't think they've ever met, and it's just nice that you know Allie. It shows that Allie's sweet and uh, she likes Brittany, and that Brittany has somebody who's. Oh, what would we say? Like has normal values or can be a good female role model for her. You know, Allie is a real down to earth person, but you know, she's not somebody that's living off welfare or, or is a bad example. You know, she has her own job. She has her own career. She would be considered probably like a medical part of the medical profession. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, as a, a paramedic, you know, she's, you know, she would be, have a possession that would, or a, uh, pos- um, what's the profession? There we go. That would be highly regarded. So then we cut to it's a little bit later in the evening. They're out by the in the backyard, and they're having Ray and Allie are having a couple of beers, and they're they've got a bonfire going, kind of you know like in one of those little outdoor fireplaces. They've got a little fire going, and Ray is kind of talking about what happened, and uh, that Allie that um, Brittany was upset, but he's like. I don't think she's going to have any more problems. And then what we get then is a scene where 
Ray and Allie are talking about, and Ray kind of opens up uh, about, she asks him, well, were you bullied at school? And he's like, yeah, pretty bad. And what follows is, and I think I may play a clip of this because it's, it's, it's one of the few times where we actually see Ray opening up to anybody, you know, and probably about the only person that he would maybe open up to might be Bruce. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be Gary. I don't think it might be Bruce because they've had, they've shared a similar experience, but I don't think that Ray would allow himself maybe to be this vulnerable with Bruce, but he is allowing himself to be very vulnerable with Allie. So it, it shows sort of the depth of the emotional attachment that he's getting with her. So let me go ahead and, uh, I'll rig this up and we can play that. Eh, she's all right now. She's pretty upset, but I don't think she's going to have any more problems. Are you bullied at school? Mm-hmm. Bad? Pretty bad. Were you beaten up? Mm-hmm. Well, what was this all through school? Um, probably up until about halfway through grade six. Well, it stopped? Mm-hmm. Why did it stop? Fought back. What happened? Oh, there was this little prick and he'd been bullying me for about two years. And, um, this one day, you know, we were playing down ball and he just started getting stuck into me and you know, I started crying and, and he just kept following me, just kept saying shit to me, just wouldn't leave it alone, you know. Mm. And I just grabbed him and threw him up against a wall and just beat the absolute fuck out of him. And he stopped? He sure did. It's always better to give than receive. Is it? Why do you say that? Well, you got to fight back, you know? Otherwise... Otherwise what? Otherwise people will walk all over you, you know? I mean, that's the thing. I wasn't looking for trouble as a kid, you know? But I learned there's people in this world who will take and take till there's nothing left of you. I used to get angry about it, like... I used to get angry at myself because I couldn't do nothing about it, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I felt... I felt like I was weak, you know what I mean? Um... Like, I remember... I took a razor blade out of the, um, bathroom cupboard and went down the swings at the end of the street. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to top myself, you know? I've had enough. Because I was getting hit at home, I was getting hit at school, you know. And, um... But I couldn't do it, you know. And then I thought, geez, you weak bastard, you can't, you know, you can't even kill yourself, you know what I mean? I thought, is it because I don't want to die? Or is it because I'm just afraid to cut myself? So I took the razor blade and it cut me in Thank you. 
that is how the episode ends. And during that whole thing, we see, especially on Allie's face, that she goes through sort of a range of emotions. And we also see that Ray is kind of going through some emotions. There's a lot of turmoil. We'll talk about Ray's stuff first, and then we'll we'll pop over to Allie, and then we'll go ahead and draw the show to a close. So as Ray is telling this stuff to her and kind of explaining why he sort of did the things that he did or why he has the philosophy that he has, you can see that he's kind of reliving that stuff. And at the end, you know, he, you can tell that his, his eyes are, he's not like having full tears, but his eyes, you can tell that he relived a lot of that trauma, especially the stuff as a, as a child that had a lot of effect on him. And we're seeing that, you know, that level of vulnerability. I don't think he would ever allow that with another person. Like I said, probably not even, probably not even Brucey, maybe Bruce, maybe, but probably nobody else other than her. So like, and like I had mentioned before, it does show sort of that level of emotional bonding that he's doing with her. So Let's talk a little bit about Allie and when he's going through the thing of like, you know, it's better to, you know, I beat the guy up and she's like, well, did it stop? And he's like, yeah, it stopped. And the whole thing with it's better to give than receive. And she's, you can tell she's sort of thinking about stuff. And I think she is also maybe thinking about the incident with the, the two guys in the, uh, in the parking lot. And a lot of that stuff is kind of going through her mind of, oh, this guy is, he he's a, a fighter. He's he's going. He's not going to hesitate really to use maybe violence as a solution. Now, I don't know. And then when he talks about oh, and I was you know I was getting beat up at school and I was getting beat up at home. I'm sure this is the first time she's ever really heard any of this stuff. And they've been together for at least a year, or I, I'm pretty sure that's how long from what uh, Tatiana had said in an earlier scene. So I'm not exactly sure as a as an audience member, like what we're supposed to think that she is thinking. But again, you can tell there's a lot. There's, I guess maybe the best word would be there's, there's some turmoil that you can see that's going on with him. Also, it's interesting that she doesn't, when he relates the story about him trying to uh, kill himself and, and that type of thing, you can tell that it affects her pretty deeply and she has a lot of empathy for him, but it's interesting in that she does not, they're, they're sitting on two separate deck chairs. They're not sitting, you know, like on a, a two seater thing. They're each in their own individual chairs and she does not get up out of her chair and go over and give him a hug or comfort him physically. She doesn't like even reach over to him or anything, which I think is is maybe a little telling. It's very it's at the at the very least it's very interesting. I think it's maybe significant because I think it's something that most most women would at least seek to comfort him in a even if it was just kind of reaching over and doing like a physical touch on the arm or the leg or even saying something like, "Well, I'm glad you didn't succeed with that or something, but she doesn't really say anything. And like I said, that's how, how the song, or that's how the episode ends. I was also thinking about the music. And if you listen to the song, it's a pretty neat song too. So anyway, 
I would love to hear from you guys. Let me know what you think. You know, it's interesting. We I did the show, like I said, a little bit differently this time than I have done in the past. I don't know. I, I, I think it might work a little better. It's a little bit more work for me, but it might work a little better for me to maybe watch the show and then do the notes and then come back and refer to the notes. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I just need to get better at doing this way. So I think I will probably try and record another episode and uh, that will get us up until Friday and I'll, I'll do it through uh, kind of like how I did today through watching it on the computer and then commenting as, a, as the episode goes along. I'll have to see how it edits together, whether I want to do that or not. So anyway, let me go ahead and give you the contact info. I'd love to hear from you. Hope to hear from you. Even heck, even if you don't want to make comments or something, uh, I'm begging and pleading. Just go ahead and maybe call that voicemail line which is area code 206-745-2731, or send me an email or a quick audio at, uh, even if it just says hello, at um, thearmedape at gmail.com. Again, all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, my fellow travelers and my beautiful, beautiful monkeys. I will talk to you guys next time.